Hello, and welcome to another episode of What the Hecky. I'm your host, Karita, a.k.a. Spooky Latte, or Fairly Artful. And I'm your host, Takaroj, a.k.a. Amber, a.k.a. I have coffee anxiety. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, is that what you're drinking today? <laughs> it is, but we'll get to that. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait. We can get to it right now, technically, right? Oh, yeah, I think that's one of the first things that we oh shit (laughs) uh yeah yeah i had a i made myself a vanilla latte with my new espresso machine um i also have water Ooh, your new espresso machine yeah that's uh are you making lattes every day (laughs) yes yeah it's a double double espresso oh fuck all the all the espresso I thought I, my tolerance b- would build up, but I literally get caffeine anxiety every every day. <laughs> oh, I'm jealous. It's probably because I've been drinking coffee for like... A hundred years. Yeah, roughly around there. Okay. That's <laughs> what I thought. Um, <laughs> but I am drinking uh, my cold brew iced coffee. Oh. Currently. So oh. I guess we're all caffeinated up. Is it flavored or is no. just... Oh, just, just straight. Just fucking nice. black ass coffee. <laughs> gotcha. Um, I have been lately drinking my uh, pumpkin tea from Celestial Seasonings. They have this pum- mm. pumpkin black tea, and it's good. And I usually sweeten it with honey and a little bit of almond milk, and it's good. That sounds good. Very good. It's very good. It's beverage time. <laughs> <laughs> it's beverage time. Uh, but yeah so today uh before i go into the tarot card of the day uh it's gonna be a discussion a disney based discussion mostly about moana because it's the long-awaited moana episode where amber talks about her feelings (laughs) yep menu's feelings uh so i hope you all are prepared for that um the tarot card that i pulled today was the chariot which uh, symbolizes like success, action, uh, determination, willpower, et cetera, et cetera, you know that sort of thing. So uh, you could, when when this card is pulled, you could use it as a sign of encouragement to go through with your plans. Like if you're holding off, like now's the time to like go for it. Wow. Um, yeah. So just uh, you are filled with determination and motivation. How apt I'm finally going through with uh, this Moana podcast. (laughs) True that. I claim that. (laughs) I claim, oh yeah. If if you guys, in case you guys were uh, wondering, I've been uh, posting tarot stuff on my TikTok and people (laughs) usually comment saying, I claim this. I claim this. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know that was like a thing that people said. (laughs) So that's. That's where that came from. Now it's um, part of our daily speech. <laughs> I claim this. Um, but yeah, do you want to get get down to it? Talk about Moana. All right, y'all. I'm <laughs> I'm ready for this. Um, so I've I've taken many notes over the past few hours slash days slash weeks, um, and I have uh, several pages. But I've broken this up into uh, different like section so at first i'm going to talk about um basically the background of the film and the production and some things i found out about and then we're gonna go into um individual breakdowns of the songs that are actually in the film and the final film and then we're gonna go over some of the outtake songs and then finally we're gonna go over some of the controversies and things that um have been brought up like to the attention of people regarding the film. Um, this is probably my favorite Disney film, um, but that doesn't mean it's perfect. It doesn't mean it doesn't have issues with it. It doesn't have controversies. It doesn't have criticism. So I think it's only fair if I bring those up, at least the ones that I found. I'm sure there's more. Um, in addition, I want to make a little disclaimer that I'm a white girl and uh, <laughs> I am not of uh, Pacific Islander background in any capacity. Um, there are things I don't know. There are things I'm ignorant about. Um, I'm always willing to like change and refine my opinion on this film based on information brought up to me or information that I personally discover through like researching and reading other people's opinions, which I've done, but there's still more. Um, so I'm going to try my best to be like sensitive about this topic. And um, I'm going to bring up things that 
might not be sensitive, but I think they're worth discussing. And uh, we're just going to, like, get through this. And if you want to message me about stuff, like, <laughs> do it. Um, but so, all right. So the production of the film. So apparently the people who are making the film, I don't remember the dude's names at this moment, but they hired a uh, a group of different experts from the South Pacific um, that were used as like a group to for them to consult about like cultural opinion and sensitivity. Um, and these um, this group of people eventually like they did, uh, help make edits to the film like apparently they wanted Maui to be bald and so they were like eh, eh. and then also there was a scene apparently that they want that, that was in discussion where they had Moana like get upset about something and throw like a bunch of coconuts and so they were like oh this is kind of culturally insensitive and I found out this through doing research that apparently um the coconut is like a kind of a stereotype using that um like that context to associate with like people that are of like Pacific Islander descent, like in Gilligan's Island, the coconut is kind of like a, like a gag. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like coconuts falling from trees, coconuts, this, that. Yeah. So um, while there is a lot of like, I believe imagery around the coconut in this movie, um, I don't want it to be like come off as offensive of me just like comparing like this entire group of people that exist in the actual world as like, just being like a joke around coconuts but i'm gonna discuss it um so i just wanted to like bring that up um um despite um this group of people being brought on for um opinion for how to go about the film people still criticize moana as not being like a true islander story and it's more like um an islander story told through white people i think is what i read so there's there's yeah, there's definitely like criticism about the film as far as uh, like culturally, and I wish I could speak on it more, but I'm just like not educated enough, nor do I have that personal like heritage like backgrounds. So just keep that in mind. Okay, enough disclaimers. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the whole film was brought out when the the two dudes who were doing this basically started reading about Polynesian like mythology and stuff, and then. Um, they, in their discoveries and like, they went and they went to these places, like different islands in the, uh, the Pacific ocean and like talked to people and things like that. So it was like, it was researched enough, you know? Um, and so they discovered that there is actually a period of time in Polynesian history where people voyaged for a long period of time. And then there's about, I think a thousand year gap where people stopped voyaging for some reason and people don't know is a long time yeah, that's a long time <laughs> and so people don't know why there's like theories that maybe it had to do with like how the ocean was behaving during that time period or like climate change um but people aren't sure but eventually after that period of time they started voyaging again and so disney decided or these two dudes decided to make a story and make a narrative based around that mystery which makes sense you know um so that's, like, kind of the background of the film as far as, like, where it, like, originated. And the film developed over several, like, years, obviously. So just like most Disney films do. Like, Frozen 2 did it. We discussed this in the couple <laughs> episodes ago. Like, the film that at the beginning isn't, isn't what ends up on screen. Yes. <laughs> um, so I'm going to talk about the music really fast. Um, so the music, which I think is an important part of any Disney movie, you would agree. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> so it was uh, mostly created by three people. It was created by Lin-Manuel Miranda, who you might know is um, the creator and main actor in Hamilton. Um, he is a person of color. He's got uh, Puerto Rican descent. Um, he wrote the book, music, and lyrics for Hamilton at the same time as working on Moana, actually. Um, so I think he was working on Moana before the success of Hamilton, like, blew up, essentially. So, like, both of these projects were, like, being worked on simultaneously. And you can kind of see that throughout the film as far as, like, theme and, like, motivation and inspiration of the characters to some sort of extent. Um, he, the soundtrack slaps in Moana, so. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, 
And then there's another individual, and his name, which I am certainly going to butcher, is Opataya Foai. Um, and he is the vocals, guitarist, and percussion, and a founder of a very special oceanic music group called Tevaka that performs um, originally contemporary Pacific music. And according to his biography on his site, he is, quote, recognized as one of the South Pacific's most in- influential cultural and musical ambassadors. So he, I guess he's an important, important, important person, according to that. Um, and did he compose the coconut song? <laughs> um, I don't think so. I think his his stuff was more based on uh, the songs where it has like a lot of like uh, the like not, not yeah like not English yeah yeah so that and then all of the like the other things like that. I think I don't. It didn't specifically say who worked on which song, at least what I was looking through. So I'm not sure exactly which ones he did, but my guess would be a lot of that and a lot of the background and stuff. And then there's one other person, Mark Mancina, and um, he basically was in charge of the score, but I'm sure he worked with the other two individuals to help with that. Right. But he's um, a veteran of Hans Zimmer Media. He's done other Disney-esque films like Tarzan, Brother Bear, Lion King, Haunted Mansion. He worked on the score for those. Um, So um, I think it's good that the music had, out of those three people, two of them are people of color. So it's it's really nice to see that, like, it's not a bunch of, like, white dudes kind of doing this, Um, even though... And, like, one of them is actually, like, you know, uh, like... Lin-Manuel Miranda isn't, but the other guy whose name I'm not going to butcher again is, like, from, you know, South Pacific. So um, I think he's currently based in New Zealand at the moment. Um, um, I just want to interject as an aside. Uh, I don't know if you have this in your notes or not, but I read something about The Rock when he was a... When they were composing the music for The Rock, they tailored it to his vocal range because he's obviously, like, not a singer, but they did it so well that it sounded like he could sing pretty well. Oh, really? I didn't. I didn't see that. I don't have that in my notes. Yeah, yeah. I, I read that somewhere, and I thought that was really funny because, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The Rock is a gym. Yeah, um, I've seen like TikToks of him, like with his like daughter, and like he's like they're watching Moana together, and he's singing like the "You're Welcome" song, and then like his daughter just doesn't care, <laughs> and like she's just like trying to watch the film, and like he's singing, and he's like, "You don't even know, do you?" <laughs> oh my god, which is good. Yeah. Speaking of The Rock, though, um, I want to bring up the casting next, which uh, they did a lot of people of color casting, which I think was really important at the time, because I feel like this was one of the first Disney movies that they kind of did a really heavy emphasis. I know they were getting, like, critiques, like, previously on stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, Disney isn't exactly known for, like, I feel like casting people who like Di- match diversely <laughs> yeah yeah so um so moana's actress and moana's mom's actress were born in hawaii and are of native hawaiian heritage um maui and two other characters are of two other minor characters are of samoan heritage and then moana's father and tamatoa the crab um are of maori heritage so it's got that's pretty much like most of the cast i think um, i didn't know that about tamatoa yeah yep because I know it, it was the, the Flight of the Concords guy that sang it, right? Like, I'm he was the voice? Sure. I don't remember exactly. I didn't super do a dig, big dig into his background. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think overall, like, as far at the time, I feel like um, this was, like, the most diverse, like, background cast of people like they had a lot of voice actors they had people of color doing the music they had uh like a group to do like cultural sensitivity like on the board um i think at the time it was like you know some of the first like like it's a huge film and to have like people of color like in the background for it was it like nice to see you know like it was about time it was long overdue so um could it have been better probably but um, I think it was a good, like, attempt at that, um, especially for, like, what, 2016, I think, is this when this came out? Or, like, t- end of 2015? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's around that time. Um, 
So almost five years ago, you know, four or five years ago. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, there's always room for improvement, but it's good that they're making strides to try. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so uh, let's go into the songs now. So the first song, like we're we're mostly just going to go over the stuff with uh, like English vocals because I didn't have enough time to. Uh, like do a dig deep of like what the translations for all those other thing other songs were and also um i feel like they're they don't they do enrich the story but i feel like as far as discussion of plot in the story um it isn't like a big deal if we kind of skip them right now so um i'll mention them though um so the first song is called where you are and it's a very upbeat song and it's sung by the chief and the village, and it's towards Moana. And in this song, especially at the beginning, it's like a lo- it's like very dynamic. You have a lot of people kind of singing together as a group. You have the chief, and then like the mom will pipe in, and then the background of the village will pipe in. It's like a collective song, and they're kind of like doing it in a way to like set the stage and also like talk to Moana. And so, um, hold on. It reflected that they were like a communi- communal community type yeah. uh, culture. Yeah. And so um talks about the village and its traditions. Then it goes to talk about how Moana has expectations of being the future chief. Like, this is her destiny. This is what she was born into. Like, you're going to lead our people one day. You want to. We're all like one big community. And Moana agrees. It's not like Moana's like, fuck my island. Like, Moana <laughs> loves her island. And so... um it, the song then talks about the significance of the coconut to the village, and they talk about how they use every part of the tree, and they use it to sustain their lives. They rely on it for nutrition, materials. They start fires with it. It provides—it's like providing to them, and the island is what gave them the coconut. So it's like more emphasis on the island as like a community. Um, the song ends up turning later on into it, into Moana's grandmother talking, and she's singing by herself. It's not a community song anymore. And so she's talking about her connection to the ocean, which is not what the village, uh, like, was singing towards. The village was singing towards the island. And so she um, expresses that the village kind of deems her as, as a crazy person, even though she has status. She's like the mother of the current chief, you know? It's not like she's like cast out or anything like that. Um, and she talks about her relationship with her ocean. And then this part of the song specifically, if you notice to how it sounds, it sounds a lot softer. It's not as loud. It's not as like produced. Um, it's basically, it's kind of like her whispering in a sort it's of sense. It's more personal. Yeah. yeah. And so there's a quote and it says in the song with the lyrics, you are your father's daughter, stubbornness and pride. Mind what he says, but remember, you may hear a voice inside. And if that voice starts to whisper to follow the farthest star, Moana, that voice is, is who you are. And so the way that the song is like kind of illustrating is basically the conflict that Moana is doing. You have this beginning of the song that's very loud, very powerful. It's a whole bunch of village people talking to Moana. They're saying, Moana, this is what you need to do. Moana, this is your destiny. Moana, like you need to listen. This is what is going to happen. And then you have this grandmother, which is like a softer thing. And basically it's illustrating Moana's like internal conflict with like her like pressing need to go towards the ocean and to like discover what's out there. Um, I wrote here, she hears all of the loudness of the important people in her life telling her of her legacy. They're trying to break through to make Moana understand what her duty is as a person who will someday become chief. They're essentially yelling it. It's so loud. Then her grandma comes in and illustrates the constant nagging feeling that Moana is having inside. It's her grandma singing this part, but it's, it's, it's literally Moana. It's, it's her grandma illustrating Moana's feelings. Um... It eventually direct not directly after this in the film there's like a scene where uh, her her dad the chief takes her to the mountain and then like is like oh this is like you know you're gonna put your stone up here one day you're gonna become chief it's gonna you're gonna be part of this long line of ancestry of being chief. Um, Can I interject for one second? Yeah, uh, I am curious was was it common for them to have female chiefs or is this? A I'm dis- not sure. I was just curious because you know. I know there was a queen of Hawaii for like a period of time. I'm not exactly sure on the history of that, and I need to look into it. That's just but something interesting that I thought. Yeah, of. yeah, yeah. Um, 
Let's see. Trying to catch up with my notes. I I, I threw her off her game, guys. My bad. <laughs> she was on a roll. <laughs> okay. And so afterwards, after this this going to the mountain thing, it goes immediately back to the loudness of the village. Like it cuts to it. If you're listening to the album on like Spotify or something, you don't even get that scene of them going to the mountain. It's literally her grandma whispering saying, this is who you are. And then it immediately cuts. And so it's basically, you could just see it illustrated in the way that the song is structured. The beginning of the song is loud and it's like everyone telling Moana stuff and then it's that voice inside Moana's head and then it goes back. Like Moana has taken that thought and put it into the back of her head because she knows she needs to be cheap because that's what everyone's telling her. Um, And this basically sets up the entire movie. The entire movie is based on the format of this song of of the loudness and then her – her like push like it's always there you know it's never gonna go away and the the song it, it literally takes you through moana's life life too so it's like i don't know i just think this is the most important song in the movie <laughs> <laughs> it's true she has many many passionate a conversation about it <laughs> yeah this is it karina's heard this already <laughs> um let me catch up on my notes um, also, the first lyrics that happen as soon as it cuts away from her is about the coconut again. So um, this is what I was talking about. And like, there's like a lot of like imagery and revolving around like Moana specifically and the coconut. So um, let's see. Um, in the in the not in the song, but in in the film, um, it, it shows after this song, it shows basically Moana doing a whole bunch of chiefly duty. She's like teaching people to dance. She's like, people are coming to her for advice. And she is doing it and she's doing it with inexperience. You could see she's doing it with ex- inexperience. She's trying her best. She's doing decently, but there's inexperience there. And so people come up to her and they're like, oh, we harvested all of these coconuts. They're they're dying, essentially. They're, they're rotted on the inside. And Moana's like, okay, we'll just plant a new coconut patch and then clear out the diseased trees. But that in that moment, it is showing like Moana and her like connection with that coconut and how that coconut is is like basically like a metaphor for like the turmoil that's happening in Moana like Moana needs to be a like pristine coconut in order to provide for her island and to provide for her people but because she is basically stuffing down that whispering feeling um like it's not working out it's not providing for her community it's not helping her be good leader it's basically detrimental um comments <laughs> questions <laughs> comments questions concerns no uh what you are saying resonate resonates with me <laughs> from what i recall of the movie so <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um are, are are we gonna talk about the other songs too or yeah uh, okay. I'm, okay i'm almost done with this section okay, okay. Um, this is a very important song guys so. <laughs> yeah it is this is the longest i have with notes um okay um, so then the next song is How Far I'll Go, which is like the title song of the movie. Um, which the one that everybody screams, you know. Y- like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, uh, also it, um, was turned into like a weird pop song, which I don't really like at all. Uh, I, but I hardly ever like the pop covers of the Disney songs. Like, yeah, just, yeah. 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 I think they're mostly just used for marketing. Um, but so I wrote pretty straightforward as far as the lyrics go and how the song is built. Basically, Moana acknowledging the situation and her feelings regarding the matter. It does do a really good job of building up the emotion with how the song is is like structured and how bad Moana wants this. Internal ca- calling and she just can't shake it, like no matter what. No matter how much she's tried to like be a good like daughter, she can't do it. Um, so... Uh, I'm going to skip forward basically to the scene where um, Moana's grandma shows her the boats inside the cave and how they used to be voyagers and stuff. Um, fun fact, Lin-Manuel Miranda actually sings this song. So, Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Uh, he does the voice for like the ancestor chiefs. Um, so um, 
I think this song is important too. It's important not for the way it's structured and everything, but I think the whole idea of putting the ancestors into into the narrative of this because you could I feel like you could have easily had taken the ancestors out of this out of this whole movie pretty easily, but I feel like the building of the ancestors like solidifies stuff. It really solidifies character development. Um, like spoilers, uh, Moana's <laughs> grandma dies. Oh um, no. <laughs> uh, yeah Moana's grandma dies and like that is the actual catalyst to Moana going out but I feel like if they didn't have this ancestor scene it wouldn't have worked out and so I, I would like really do this kudos to the scene um I put I think the ancestor scene is super important because family and her island are very important to Moana which is the reason why she was kept on the island for so long while her grandma's death is truly the breaking point that causes Moana to leave her connection to her ancestors and her heritage is just as important without learning about her ancestors it's debatable whether her grandma's death would have fully pushed her to leave the island even um, she has a feeling in her chest that she has to leave and knowing that it is in her blood solidifies it by an extreme amount. Omitting the ancestors from this movie would have made for a weaker character building and therefore it is an extremely important scene. Um, I also think um, putting an emphasis on maybe like the cultural values of people that people hold in like Pacific Islands like was um, like a good part, like a good move. But again, I'm not I'm not Pacific Islander, so... Um, but I do think it's good world building. So, um, that's that on that song. So that's that, (laughs) that's that. Um, so the next song is the how far I'll go reprise. This is basically like after her grandma dies, she's like, I got a fucking dip, yo. And so, um, I feel about the same as the non reprise. It's just kind of doing an illustrative point that this need is stronger now for Moana after those two, two events happened. Um, and then after that is You're Welcome and Shiny, which I'm not going to say like a ton on these songs. Um, I think they're fun. I think they're good. I think they make the movie very Disney-esque. And they also like keep the fun, like like excitement up during these like important scenes. Um, let's see what I wrote. Uh, good world building. And it also gives the audience some background into uh, various like Polynesian mythology. So yeah. like um, it talks about Maui's background and like whether or not this stuff is actually cultural ac- culturally accurate is like debatable because Moana takes place in like the Pacific Islands somewhere. It's not very clear where. And so various islands have various different peoples and like they have different different interpretations of these myths and like things get kind of like told in different ways through the years and things like that so like you could have maui be portrayed one way on the and like in one um like area and then have him be portrayed in a different area so um i think people still need to do their research on these specific myths yeah Um, Uh, i myself after you know after i watched moana initially i ended up like of course, Googling Polynesian mythology because it yeah. was interesting. And there are a lot of different iterations of Maui. Like, he he had a yeah. many different faces. Yeah. And I think um, some people really criticized this portion of the movie, like, the portrayal of Maui for two different reasons. A, he was portrayed as, like, a bigger dude, which I guess is, like, a, an ongoing issue currently in, like, a lot of islands is, like, uh, or, like, like, in that area uh, is that uh, there's like a high obesity thing. And so people were saying, oh, you know, it's not good to kind of just stereotype people in that way. Oh, I and saw him as buff, though. I yeah, didn't realize yeah. that was at a, oh, wow. Yeah, there was like, there was some controversy. I remember at the time, too. Um, and then also people were saying that usually Maui has like a female goddess, like person who like is uh, told in his stories also. And she basically like, I think contrasts with the stories he's told and basically without her, the myth of Maui isn't like what it is. Yeah. And so, um, I, I think I heard some comparisons that maybe that it was like comparing Moana to be that way, but like it was kind of a stretch. So right. Like do your research if you want to know more. Cause I didn't write enough notes to like talk about it in confidence. Mm. Um, let's see. 
okay, I got that. Okay. And then the next song is the I Am Moana, which is the song of the ancestors. I believe it's like when Maui dips and like her grandma basically comes back as a fucking ghost. And it's like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. And she's basically like kind of talking to Moana and then like sort of ghost way, but also it's kind of, it might be like an internal thing that Moana's like visualizing, you know? She's hallucinating um, for me not to see too long. Yeah. Um, but so I put, it's basically a song about Moana's growth and how this journey, despite how it went up until that part, it's going to make her a better leader. This wasn't Moana going out and failing. This was Moana going out and being like, get, it needed to happen, you know? Um, she didn't leave her people or fail. She went out and got the experience to believe in herself and become a strong and confident leader. This shows Moana's acceptance that she was always a good leader and this journey that she has been on shows that despite feeling that she was a failure. It's basically the elimination of like her being an imposter. Like, oh, how am I going to lead my people if like I fuck this up? And so it's like her realizing that with like her grandma, ghost grandma, like telling her like, Hmm. hey, you know, this isn't you being a fuck up. This is you growing and learning and developing into like a person and so i think that's just beautiful <laughs> and also like this that scene i like did a minimalist poster for like a class project for it because like that scene with like the dark of the ocean and then like the neon and the blues and like the waves and the big giant sea pancake what are they called manta rays <laughs> sea pancake <laughs> <laughs> like it was it was gorgeous it was just like visually stunning especially in theaters uh 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 um so next song um i put the know who you are um which is the song that um the 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 lava the lava monster teka i think yeah um this was when moana was basically like returning the heart to to it so um this was badass this whole scene was badass i got fucking chills in the theater when the sound cut out and like you just hear moana singing it with just like with like like the the language in the background like it was just so so visually stunning i watched it i watched it again on we got a new tv it's 4k uh (laughs) and i watch it on that tv and i'm just like yo it's insane. The water looks so good. Like, that's besides the point of the plot, but, like, holy shit. If you got a good TV, go watch it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that that's actually... Um, they have that song, and then they have, like, another song that's basically, like, a recap of the Ancestor song from earlier. Um, it's just, like, kind of fits the narrative a little bit more with some lyrical changes. But, like, overall, like, that's the movie. And I think the way they structured it and how they did it and how they built up this internal conflict with Moana. And Maui's, like, fine in the story. And, like, he he's, like, used as, like, a plot device basically to further Moana's, like, like journey. Like, her yeah, internal her narrative. <laughs> yeah, and I think you could kind of see, like, within... Uh, like Lin-Manuel Miranda's like themes that he was doing with Hamilton there's like a like a kind of a oh you know I have this thing I need to go out I need to take my shot I need to do this shit because I feel it I feel it and like there's like a never being satisfied aspect to Moana that Hamilton like obviously puts emphasis on yes and and it's just like so it's amazing. It's amazing because, like, most of the time, Disney movies, like, female protagonists is, like, some sort of romantic thing or it doesn't hit the mark like Brave did. But, like, Moana just, like, fucking nails it, dude. Like, I never... I sat in that theater and I felt like I wanted to go and do shit. And I felt like... Like, this feeling that I've had in my chest my entire life is just, like... It was just, like, illustrated through Moana. And, like, it's it's amazing, dude. I just I just can't. I just fucking yeah, just can't. Think, just think about... How- the impact that this movie has on like younger girls or yeah. growing up. It's great. Like, it's great. It's yeah. great, dude. And Juan is 16 in the movie. It's like, damn. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Like, I don't know. And like, she, it's not like she's like, Oh, my family, fuck my family. Fuck this. She's like, she's doing it with like her loved ones in mind, which is such a sensitive, like feminine kind of like 
thing and like for her to do it and still be like a strong character and like like she was strong throughout the whole thing moana never fucking wavered dude she was like doubting herself at some point but like it was it was still like you know she knew she knew dude wonderful movie anyways great movie so so i have uh four very brief write-ups on the extras um that will go through really fast. Um, I think extras are important, especially in Disney films, because it shows you like what a film could have been and different interpretations of it. Much like Frozen 2. <laughs> Much like Frozen 2, which um, unlike Frozen 2, I do think some of these songs, uh, it was the right choice to not include them. Um, I do oh. think um, a couple or two of the songs, but it's really the same song in a reprise, could have been replaced could have replaced one of the songs, but I think overall the songs kind of convey the same point, so I'm not mad about it. Right, right. Um, so the so- first song is Unstoppable, which is basically Maui. It's like not, it's like the ancestors singing about Maui and how Maui has like influenced them in order to, to do the things that they need to do. Um, gives context to Maui's background and how he influenced islanders to live on the land and sail across the oceans. I think this song does some background building, but I personally doesn't don't think it has a place in the final film, so I get why it's an outtake. I was reading that there's... Oh, wait. Oh, oh, I already said that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I guess the whole the whole idea of like there was like people don't know why people stop voyaging i feel like the song really encompasses that they're trying to build a narrative around it essentially um but so i get why it's cut out it's like not necessary you kind of get that sense in like the other songs and bits and pieces and like it that wasn't something that needed to be strengthened in this film right um the next song is more and more is basically it's a replacement to the um to hold on to how far I'll go, which is the main the main Moana song, um, and I think it's it's better. I think how it sounds is better. I think the the buildup in the song is better. Um, I put it shows Moana's connection to her island. She knows every bit of her island from like how many steps it takes from her to walk from one place to another to the smell. She just knows her island. It's like the back of her hand and she has a yearning for more. And so this is kind of another thing about like her not being satisfied. I think this song really does back that up because she's basically like, I know everything. I want more. I want more. And she talks about the kids on her island and she's like, I don't understand how these people my age on the island are basically like dancing and playing and they don't really think about this sort of thing because I'm always thinking about it and I just don't understand how I'm the only one doing this. Um, And so this really illustrates her internal calling, I think, more than the original song did. Um, but yeah, and so then there's the reprise of the song, which is, I I think it's in the part where basically she's dipping after her grandma dies, and it it really, it really starts, like, with a reflection of her grandma and all the things her grandma's told her, um, while kind of having those messages still be, like, what Moana always knew, um, and it also builds a better connection between her and her grandma, um, I think it's extremely powerful how it sounds like like the production of it. Moana's grieving, but she knows it's kind of like a somber thing too. Whereas I think putting the reprise of the other song right after her grandma died seemed kind of like out of place in a certain way. So I kind of appreciated this one a lot more because it, it's very clear she's grieving in this song. Right. Um she uh she's grieving, but she knows what she must do. Uh, and her grandma's words are basically echoing throughout the song. And so it gives her the strength to finally go forward despite her not being an experienced navigator. Um, so I think if you haven't heard those, Karina, you should go listen to them. Yeah, I'm really interested in them now. Yeah, I didn't know they and then, existed. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, there's another song called Warrior Face, which is basically Maui kind of talking to Moana, being like, you got to be tough. You got to be tough. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really have its place. If anything, it kind of like tells like how Maui isn't tough and he's pretending to be tough in order to like get shit done. Um, but Make it until you make it. Yeah. And so, which is, which is the theme in the movie. It was basically like Maui having like really big insecurities despite him kind of acting sort of egotistical and like bigger than real life. It was a front basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's the, that's the four or I guess three, if you consider it songs that are outtakes. Um, overall, I like them. I think they're catchy. I think they're good, but I I do don't I do think that most of them shouldn't have been included. 
Um, but yeah, so that's the movie. I have a little bit of notes about controversies, but do you have any comments before we move on? Um, I don't believe so. I think whatever I interjected in the middle of your conversation was what I had to say. Okay. So. I just I just want to make sure I'm not talking 100%. And <laughs> you're like, uh, 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 let me uh, talk. Uh, 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 but, but. <laughs> I'll be like, wait, bitch. Wait. <laughs> okay. Um, so some controversies were the Maui Halloween costume. Did you hear about that? No. Basically, they made a costume, which was Maui's uh like basically you could wear it and it came with a wig and it was like his outfit but it also like was skin and so people oh, criticized no. yeah people criticized it for being really brown face and also it had his tattoos on it too and those tattoos are like cultural significance and so for Just, yeah, yeah not not a smart choice to make a costume period yeah like super insensitive yikes yeah um, so that was the thing, and, uh, that was a total fuck up. There's, like, I can't even, like, even if I was someone who was trying to justify it, which I'm not, I can't even think of a way to justify that. Um, but, so the next one was they did a Moana, like, skin of a airplane. So they skinned it to have, like, Moana marketing on it um and so people criticized that for promoting island tourism because it was for hawaiian airlines oh. uh, which people interpreted it as the fetishizing of polynesian islands as an exotic vacation spot and entertainment towards a white foreign audience um moana's actor or actress also did an interview uh i think with the new york times although i could be wrong on that where she basically stated travel tips for visitors going to hawaii and so there's a lot of criticism behind that because um Hawaii was like colonized by people and basically turned into like a tourist trap for people in order for like white people to make money. Pineapples don't even like come from Hawaii. They're like, but they have, yeah, they have like Dole, basically like the corporation Dole, like Dole Whip, like Dole pineapples. Where do pineapples come from then? Uh, somewhere else, not Hawaii (laughs) though, maybe a different island. Um, all right, that's interesting. Yeah, but so. Yeah, basically, like, Dole colonized Hawaii, and they, like, forced Hawaii's queen to, like, be under house arrest for a period of time, I guess. There's a lot of stuff. I need to look into it more before I get the full picture, but it's fucked up. And so, for them to kind of promote this film with, like, oh, go vacation to Hawaii, oh, like, enjoy our culture as, like, a tourism kind of novelty thing was, like, really, like, criticized and, like, fucked up in a lot of different ways. Um, Yeah, there was devastation of native communities in the Pacific due to the colonization and promotion of tourism. That was my notes, my final note. So, yeah, I do love this movie. I do think it's good. Um, I could understand why people wouldn't like it um, based on, like, the controversies and the representation and, like, the storytelling narratives and things like that. I totally get it. I'm not going to, like, fault you for that. I just really connected personally on a personal level with Moana's, like, journey as like a young woman and like her need to do stuff and like how i think disney as far as storytelling in that aspect portrayed that seamlessly seamlessly they her character building on that was like stellar um as far as like cultural stuff like it's questionable um i did really appreciate seeing what i saw whether or not that was historically accurate and like i do think polynesian culture is like really interesting and i would i it did help me in learning more about it because I didn't really know a, ho- a whole ton about it beforehand. So, um, hooray for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. That's my, uh, that's Moana. Yeah. I mean, I have, I could say a lot more, but Sheesh. I shortened this only to five pages of Google Doc text. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, Amber's voice is getting tired, so <laughs> I could hear it. I could like hear your voice starting to get tired. Yeah, uh, but you did we talk also, for like half an hour. So yeah, and then also uh, we talked about Hamilton for like a half hour before this. Yeah, so we it's a lot of talking going on. Um, so yes, take take uh, that as you will, everybody. Moana was a great movie. There were you know controversies as was with anything. So you know just. Do your research, try to be as respectful as you can, and also yeah. enjoy the arts. 
Yeah. And when you consume media, you should really, if you appreciate a culture or something, you should really go and actually research it because a lot of time the media that you're fed isn't 100% accurate and like you should educate yourself. You should be educating yourself on different cultures regardless. But yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so that was that was basically our episode today was Moana. And uh, we did we did have some questions that are uh discord followers asked us if you want to join our discord it's in our link tree in the bio or description whatever uh and uh, anybody can join as long as you're not a dick so yep don't be a dick <laughs> uh did we want to answer the questions or yeah we can answer them all right uh i'll i'll start uh one of the questions was what are our favorite and least favorite disney movies which there's a lot, so we had to really think about this. Um, mm -hmm. My personal favorite is Hercules. I was a big advocate for Greek mythology as a child. I read up on it, so when this movie came out, I would watch it all day. <laughs> I I know the dialogue like the back of my hand. Like yeah, like I would play it in my head when I was at work. Just I was like, okay, so only about four more Hercules runs, and then I can get off and go. <laughs> Whenever I was bored. I read someone someone else did that for Shrek. Oh, and no. they were saying that like they would just play it all the time. And like it would be the middle of the night and their dad would come in and be like, stop watching Shrek in your head. Go to bed. <laughs> stop watching Shrek in your head. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, as for my least favorite, probably Bambi. It was one, boring and two, sad. So. Ain't no one got time for that. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Um, so my favorite is Moana. Um, <laughs> in case uh, you I guys couldn't tell. Yeah, in case you, I like other things too. Uh, I think Tangled is really good um, from just like what they did with it as far as like the story they told because a lot of stuff before that and even after that is kind of like samey, like heartwarming, family-based, blah, blah, blah. And I really appreciated that uh, Tangled kind of like told the story of like being in a an abusive like relationship with your parent um and so i appreciated that from disney uh there's other ones i really like oliver and company too but mon is the top um my least favorite is for sure fucking frozen 2 <laughs> as, as you may have heard if you if you want to know why go to frozen 2 episode a couple months ago yeah um and then also I didn't really like Wreck-It Ralph 2 either. Um, not as bad as Frozen 2, but like I, I think the execution on Wreck-It Ralph was like it not good. It could have been better. <laughs> yeah, I think they tried and I see where their attempt was. They just didn't hit the mark. So. Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't think I would rewatch it. So, yep, that's my answer. Um, uh, our next question was uh, our favorite Disney villain song. Which we also had to think about because, again, there are so many movies. Um, and uh, my favorite villain song is the guest, the one that Gaston sings. I can't remember what it's called. And I'm roughly the size of a bar. <laughs> that one. <laughs> yeah, that one. Uh, yeah, so that one's my fave. <laughs> Um, I have a, a tie. Uh, I really like Hellfire from Hunchback of Notre Dame. I think that song is just like got a mature angle to it and it's very real and very fucked up. And so it makes a really good villain song because of that. It's still really relevant, I feel like. Yes. Um, and that <clears throat> Mother Knows Best also. The reprise specifically. Um, they're both good, but the reprise where she's like telling Rapunzel that like, she's a fucking naive idiot uh is is really good i just think it sounds good but also like it it really strikes a chord of like abusive mother relationship textbook so. narcissism <laughs> yeah yeah so those are mine um <coughs> and our last question was a favorite disney sidekick well, it's gonna be phil for me <laughs> like <laughs> he's he's a he's a gym he's a delight Use your sword. <laughs> <laughs> He's good. Uh, yeah. Uh, and a crunk is like a close second just because he's he's a cinnamon roll. From Emperor's New Group. Yes, yeah. yes. Crunk. Yeah. Um, crunk. Yeah, so 
but yeah, it'd have to be Phil for me, I'd say. Yeah, uh, mine was hard. Um, so I put the Oliver and Company dogs, all of the dogs that were in that. They were just good throughout the all whole movie. All of them. All of the dogs. All of them. <laughs> They're dogs, first of all. <laughs> Do you need more reason than that? And then they were just, like, good. They were just, like, supportive characters, and they were funny and quirky, and they were, like, well-written. Um, so I really like that. And then Carpet from Aladdin is very good. Um, I think it's funny. I think they did a really good job with, like, animating that character. Like, it's got so much emotion for something that has no eyes, no nose, no mouth. No face. <laughs> no hands, no face, no legs. It's a carpet. It's the, um, the fucking body language, man. Like. It's sassy. How do I know it's sassy? It's a fucking carpet. <laughs> um, and then I just watched Princess and the Frog, uh, like, a month or two ago uh, during quarantine, and I... Uh, so Lewis, the alligator, who like is a musician, like he's really good. He's really golden. Just let him he's play. A, he's let a good boy. <laughs> he's so proud. Yeah. I also think I know I didn't write this down, but I also think the Firefly from Prince of the Frog is oh, really good too. Yeah. I, I'm very glad that Disney Plus had subtitles because I could understand anything <laughs> he said. Uh, when I watched it I, in theaters. Yeah. I, I I could pick up like some words. But I was really confused about some of the things he said because I couldn't, like, decipher yeah. it. It's, it's not an accent that we hear very often. But is it Cajun? Cajun? I think it's French-based Cajun. Cajun. Yeah, or something. Or, a very thick accent. And I yeah, just, I'm was, not sure the actual title for that accent. It was just uh, very difficult for me to understand. But yeah. Uh, I cry every time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel that, though. Like, I can't understand uh, most things without subtitles. Yeah, even, like, English shows, I always have the subtitles on, just because of my hearing is shit. <laughs> yeah, same. Dude, ever since people started wearing masks and stuff, I'm like, oh my god, I can't hear anything. I can't see your mouth move. What I'm like, you I'm like, please, please, can you turn on your subtitles? <laughs> <laughs> In real life, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because you can't read their lips either to try to, like... Nope. It's like, ugh. Yeah, and I've always had a really hard time, like, understanding, like, words from people. Like, I say what a lot, and people get really frustrated, and I feel bad about it, but, like... Dude, say... What am I gonna do? After the third time of me asking, I just pretend that I hear what they say, and I'm like, yeah. okay, yeah. This whole time, I haven't understood a single word you're saying, because I can't see your face. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Uh, I've also, like congested as usual so my yeah. words sound weird to me in my head um but uh yeah so i guess i guess that was our episode um really appreciate y'all for listening and if you want to support us or the podcast all links for our social media or our co- coffee coffee uh coffee, coffee uh or whatever uh is in the description in the link tree and if you want to even just share that you listen to us you don't like we are very appreciative of monetary donations but it doesn't have to be monetary to be supportive yeah so much appreciated and uh, do you have anything to add thank you for listening to me talk about moana for yeah. a very long time straight <laughs> yeah thank you i'm gonna get a cough <laughs> drop now because you're right my voice is gone <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. I will catch you next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.